Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call, but I'm currently deep inside a cave somewhere in upper northern Michigan, and I'm about to uncover a horde of pussy scalps. If I uncover this cache of pussy scalps, I will send one of the scalps to a lucky listener, someone just like you. Again, I'm sorry I missed your call, but at the tone, leave your name and number, and I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. I wish I could talk to you in person. I've called and left you a message many times on your phone mate answering machine. I realize it's the holidays, but why won't you call me back? Norm, I have created a very unique device. As you know, everyone throws away their Christmas tree when Christmas is over. It's such a waste. I have invented a gasoline-powered machine that turns old Christmas trees into extra cash. My contraption instantly carves the trunk of a Christmas tree into six 12-inch long wooden dildos. The dildos look like real dicks and they are 2 inches in diameter. All a person has to do is shove their old Christmas tree into my machine and the freshly carved dildos will come out the other end of my invention. Last year I made over $25,000 selling pine dildos. Women love my Christmas tree dildos because they are all natural. When one of these dildos are lodged deep in a woman's fuck hole, it will remind them of all the special moments she had with her family during the holidays. Especially so if I fed their Christmas tree into my dildo making machine. Norm, I'll play you a sound bite of what it sounds like when I turn a Christmas tree into a burlap bag full of wooden dildos. I'll play it now. Norm, that's the end of the audio clip. I gotta go. I met a man at Walmart and I have to spray my cunt with vaginal shrinking cream. I really want to impress him. My friends call me cum panty. You can call me cum panty too. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, apps are fucking looting free. Norm Augustinus. Pardon me, fuckstick. So for 10 years, I didn't have a father. And then at the 10-year mark or so, as a kid, my mother got remarried. And when she got remarried, I suddenly was experiencing all kinds of things that I'd never experienced prior. Prior to my mother being married, I mostly walked around the neighborhood of Delray, which is in Detroit. And I'd walk the streets, and then I'd stop in front of factories. They always had their big doors open, and you could look inside the factory. You'd see people using arc welders. You'd hear all kinds of pneumatic tools. You'd hear all kinds of stamping presses and machines, punch presses, making parts. And I'd just stand there watching this and taking this all in, listening to it. That's all I really ever did. Right there in River Rouge, Detroit River. And the whole neighborhood's going to come out now because the Gordie Howe Bridge is coming through there. And that neighborhood is gone now. 
The Gordie Howe Bridge is going to compete with the Ambassador Bridge, which has been there forever. And those are bridges so that you can leave Detroit and go to Windsor, Canada. Go over the bridge, you're in Canada. Now, I used to walk around these streets, and I didn't really have a family kind of life. Then my mother got remarried at 10 years old. And when she did, she did, all these people started coming over. There were holidays. It was 4th of July, there was Christmas Eve, there was Christmas, there was New Year's Eve. Any holiday was now going to be experienced because my father had a big family, my stepfather, and all these people would come over. We had big parties. They'd come over for all these things. I'd never experienced anything like that, and I kind of liked it very much. It was very interesting. So one year, and I think I was 10 years old, all kinds of people came over. I think it was the it was New Year's Eve, and there was all kinds of booze, there was all kinds of food, stuff that I had never really seen before or had any access to. And then someone came over to this gathering. It was a woman, a young woman, a very attractive woman, and she came over with this man. And I think they had were dating or whatever they called it then, courting or some nonsense. They came over. Now, I watched those two carefully because they did a lot of flirting. She was touching him. He was touching her. They'd kiss every chance they could. I heard, I'd heard this through the grapevine of that evening. I'd heard that this woman knew how to put makeup on in the dark. Like she had, she was skilled at makeup and she was very beautiful. And it had gone around through the whole room and into the other rooms and even upstairs and, that this woman could put on makeup in the dark. She was experienced at trying to sell herself at how to look the most attractive, and I'd never heard nothing like that. Even today, I say to myself, if I see a very good-looking woman, I don't know what I'm, I don't even actually know what I'm saying. She knows how to put her makeup on in front of a mirror without the lights on in a bathroom, in the dark. She's experienced at trying to look attractive. I'll say that today. If your chick was there, your bitch was there, your sister was there, and she was good looking, I'd say to myself, she knows how to put makeup on in the dark, probably. But that means no lights on. They'd put it on in the dark so that when the lights did come on, I guess it made a great improvement. It's some real secret that beauty queens and glamour girls and all that used to do. It's a secret, and I always like stuff like that. So I watch these two people. There was music playing, there was Christmas music or New Year's Eve music, all kinds of stuff that you play. And I'd watch these two people. I don't know why. I think I was probably, I probably wanted her. I was only 10 years old and I think most likely I wanted her or was interested in her somehow. She was attractive. Now during this festivity, this gathering, which was all new to me, maybe you had grown up with this, I had not. During this festivity, they suddenly got up. They were doing a lot of kissing, a lot of holding hands, a lot of touching each other. Wherever the she'd walk, he'd walk with her. Wherever she'd walk, he'd walk with her. At our party, at our gathering, I could smell turkeys or chickens or whatever it was cooking, stuffing and gravy and mashed potatoes and all kinds of stuff I could sm smell. Green bean casserole, uh, that stuff with you with the marshmallows and all that, which is famous in Michigan. I smelled all that food. There was chocolates around. There was nuts around. Everything was being spread around, but I was fixated on this, this two couple. This was all brand shit new to me. And then at a certain point, they went into the toilet. Both of them went into the toilet, which was un, unheard of in my mind. 
I thought, why would a man and a woman go into a toilet? Aren't they in there shitting? Don't people shit when they go in the toilet? Don't they pee? Who would want to go into a toilet with somebody else? I didn't know I had a kid mind. One time there was a, I found a little tree house that was built in the woods in Utica, Michigan, which has a big wooded area where I grew up. And I found a tree house in there. And it wasn't a tree house. I don't know why this would stay with anybody. This is what I'm going to tell you now. I went into the tree house. There was a porn magazine in there. And someone had shit in the tree house, inside the tree house. And I thought, I didn't understand that. I thought, do people shit when they're looking at porn, when they're going to get it on? Was there two people in here shitting? Is it something to do with when you're fucking and you, sh and you suddenly shit? There's a 10, 12-inch fucking dick in your cunt, and it does something to your asshole, and you have to shit? I thought this stuff went with that. You have to shit now. You're getting a dick. There was a porn magazine in there. I could see, still see the turd inside the treehouse. I later went back to that treehouse. It was built on three thin trees. I don't know. They were four inches in diameter. It was a really beautiful treehouse. And I took a handsaw and I cut all three trees. They didn't, it didn't fall, but it was perfectly cut through each tree. I don't know why I did that. But I still look back fondly on that. I cut all three trees. It was like a triangle. One tree, another tree, another tree. Four inches in diameter. They may have been white paper birch trees. I'm not sure. Which are popular in Michigan. And I cut through each tree. So it was, now they like couldn't have it. Or like they were in there and they're fucking and shitting, which I thought people did. They're fucking and shitting in there. It's windy out. And then when it's because it's so windy, the fucking thing falls off the three trees because I severed them. I cut them in half. I amputated them from each other. And I thought if it was a big windstorm, that this thing would fall over while they're fucking. If I wasn't fucking, nobody was going to be fucking. I didn't understand fucking whatsoever or what they did with it. I still don't really understand it now. I don't know why. I don't know exactly a lot of areas. So when they went to the toilet, I said to myself, why would they go in there? Are they going to shit? Is, are they going to fuck? And I tried to connect what they were doing with something I had learned earlier with the treehouse, with the fort. They used to call them forts or treehouses. You had a little panel on the bottom. There was hinges. You could swing the panel up, climb inside, and you had this little privacy. So if someone in our area was fucking in there, I figured. And then I tried to figure out, you know, who, who was getting fucked in there? Who, who going to school? If she's been fucked? I used to think chicks would limp when they got fucked. I thought they were bull-legged and they limped because they took a big dick. And I thought, how couldn't they? How can it not be possible? I saw two dogs once fucking. And for some reason, a dog couldn't get his dick out of this dog's cunt. The other female dog's cunt. They were fucking. When they tried to break apart, when I came up to try to help her or help the dogs, he couldn't disconnect from her. They were asked to ask his cock was still in her fuckhole. And I guess I threw that into the mix of everything I'd learned incorrectly, by the way, everything I'd learned. So when this woman and this man, he was like a hippie, some old fucking hippie had bell-bottom shoes on, I don't know, earth shoes and bell-bottom pants, big fucking striped pants. He once came over earlier this is the holidays now. This is sort of a holiday thing. He once came over earlier, I don't know, that year or the year before, and had a BB gun. It was a used BB gun. I got it from the Salvation Army. I think it was like 250 It's not like the Salvation Army of today, which is they're selling a bunch of cum-covered shit like it's fucking designer clothes. 
bunch of cum-covered garbage and old fucking ashtrays, and they're all top-end, high-end prices. That's what a Salvation Army is today. It's it's an absolute fiasco. It's a joke. Ray Kroc's fucking wife gave them about $50 billion donated. Now, why do they have to keep collecting shit and selling it at high markup, high retail? I have no idea. So, when they went into the toilet, this man and this woman, and by the way, I was going to say, he came over earlier that year, and he took my BB gun, and he started pumping it. It was a pump BB gun. I think it said the max was like 10 times, don't pump it anymore, the rubber seals and shit in it. He took my BB gun, he's standing in the front, he's like an old fucking hippie. He comes out, he shows me a bunch of rabbit furs, and he said that the girl that I now saw him at this in, in my house, gonna just went in the toilet, he said that he bought these rabbit furs for her. Can you imagine? I mean, rabbit furs, they were old, knotty up, rotted shit, some old fucking pelt, and he bought them for the bitch. And that's what I found out today. That's still accurate. That's something that a bitch would want today. Bunch of fucking rabbit furs laying on her fucking TV, laying on her refrigerator in a perfume bottle, or a three-wick candle laying on fucking top of it. That's something that they definitely would have today. So he pumps my BB gun. This idiot, I think his name was Mark, They're, they, they later got married, then they got divorced. This is before the story I'm going to tell you in a toilet. And he took my BB gun, this fuck, and he pumped it again and again and again and again and again. I can still hear the cocking sound as he's pulling it back. Not like a spring, but it was like a pump gun. You would take it up and pump air into the cylinder so you could have a really powerful BB come out or a pellet come out. He just kept pumping it and pumping it and pumping it. Every time he pumped it, it felt like I could feel the moorings of my heart being pulled on because I had wanted this thing, had finally gotten it, and I told him, I said, sir, you can't pump it that much. He said, oh, yeah, you can pump it unlimited times. And all of a sudden, this idiot, while he's pumping it, all I heard was this. And he had blown the seals out where the air was being compressed into while he kept pumping it. And I said, what was that, Mark? And that's just a kid. What was that, Mark? I finally had a fucking BB gun. He said, it's nothing. That's an automatic thing that happens when you keep pumping it. That's a good sign. Now, when he gave it back to me, the fucking thing wouldn't do anything. When the BB came out, it must have rolled out the barrel and landed on the ground. I pumped it and pumped it, and all I heard was, <laughs> there was the air coming out. This fuck had blown the seals out of the fucking BB gun I had. Now, that's an earlier story, these two, and he's with her now, the same dude. So they go to the fucking toilet, and when they went in the toilet, I was really curious because of that whole backstory I gave you, the, the shit I found. It was a human fecal, it was a fecal matter, a turd, a human turd. It was in the fort, and it was a fucking porn magazine in there, and I figured that shitting went along with fucking, and there was fucking, and it's some, you had to do something with a shit. Maybe they fucked you out. Maybe the shit came out, and you used the shit in their hole, in their fuck hole, and you did that. Maybe you fucking blew your cum into the fucking shit log. I didn't really know. That's how impressionable I was. So they go to the toilet, and I sneak around. It has an entrance on the, it's a sliding pocket door. As an entrance on one side, then you can go around this big bedroom, and on the other side of the bedroom, there's the other pocket door. So I went over there and stood on the other side of the pocket door, and I was very stealth. I was careful that nobody would see the shadow that I was casting under the sliding door, the sliding pocket door. As I'm standing there, 
wondering what to expect or what they're doing in there. And I honestly thought this. I thought that I was going to hear something like this. Yeah, after this, we can go over to your house, and you're going to have Christmas there. And I understand that my mom and dad have presents for you. We're going to go back there. We're going to open all those presents. And then afterward, we're going to try to make the sign of the beef carver on Woodward Avenue. They're open till it's a special evening. They're open till 1.30 at night. Now, the sign of the beef carver was all premium stuff. It's still open. Premium foods, top-notch foods, all homemade and brought to your table by waitresses and waiters. Been around forever. I thought I was going to hear stuff like that. And then she would say, I'm so excited to be here. My dad really seems to like you, this and that. I thought all this conversation was going to take place in there. But that's not one fucking thing that I heard. And what I did hear was stuff like this. Mmm. Ah. Mmm. Mmm. Ah. Mmm. Ah. Mmm. Ah. Now, our fucking toilet seat made a sound. It squeaked or something. It was screwed up on the hinges. It would make a sound when you sat on it. And it was making this sound, only the worst squeaking sound that I've ever had. I'd used the toilet seat many, many fucking times. And it makes making the squeaking sound frantic, urgent, fast squeaking sound. Like, and then you hear the back of the seat slam against the tank of the toilet again and again and again. I heard these sounds going on, which meant someone was sitting on the toilet. And I figured someone was shitting, and they were either trying to collect their shit, they were going to do something with the shit, just like I had seen in a treehouse, that's Fort in Utica, Michigan. They were going to do something with the shit. I didn't quite understand it. Now, as I'm standing there, and this is the honest of God's truth. I'm not making this shit up. I never make this shit up. As I'm standing there, fuck stick, I start to smell something. As I'm standing by the pocket door, I start to smell fish. And I'm thinking, I hope they're not making fish for this holiday gathering. I don't know who would eat fish. I don't want fucking fish. I start to smell a strong odor of fish. So I walk away from the pocket door, I go around the bedroom, and I'm standing by the main door to this bedroom, and I'm smelling the air, and there's no scent, there's no stench of fish. Nobody's cooking fish for fuck, it's turkey, it's ham, nobody's cooking fish, and I didn't think so either. So I went right back around, went over to the door, and the fish odor was stronger than fucking ever. The stench, the stench of fish was coming from inside the toilet, and I had no idea what the stench of fish was. I didn't know about chick's pussy. I didn't know that you have to be fucking drunk. You have to be on LSD. You have to be wasted on coke. You have to be wasted on fucking heroin. I didn't know that you had to have any kind of those things to help you cut the stench when you're down near a woman's cunt. I didn't know one fucking thing like that. But the, obviously, the, this, the pussy stench, the stench of fish was coming from her pussy and they were sitting on the toilet doing something to her pussy. Then I heard the man saying something. Mm, 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 mm. And like a gritting sound, like a, mm, 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 like sound like that. And I could hear hands and stuff grabbing things. You know how you, Say you're being, uh, say you're being attacked in a toilet and you're in a public restroom and you, you're on, you're off your balance and some dude's in there, some shit, and he's trying to get at your dick and you're grasping and groping at the side of the stall. You're grabbing a toilet paper handle, your toilet paper fucking dispenser. You're grabbing all kinds of shit. Maybe there's a plunger in there. There's all kinds of groping sounds like that. And I was starting to hear them in the goddamn toilet. And all of a sudden I heard like this deep moan. 
like a moan that I had gone once to an Uncle Bob, who really wasn't my Uncle Bob. We were in his room. He wasn't expected to live. He used to clean carpets, only he was on the cutting edge. I don't even know if it's available anymore. Um, my Uncle Bob, who wasn't my Uncle Bob, used to clean carpets with a special fucking powder. It was like this orange powder. It felt moist. The powder would go down on the rug. It'd be rubbed into the rug and then pulled out of the rug with a, with a vacuum cleaner. It was uh, some kind of like this powdered shit you'd put on a rug. And I know this because at some age when my mom was courting this guy, the man that my mother eventually married, I was asked if I wanted to help him go along and make a couple of bucks, and I did. He'd put these little cardboard things under the legs of furniture so it wouldn't stain the rug. And there was a big thing he would do with the system. So I know what was going on in that toilet with regards to this guy Mark and this other woman. They were in there probably, I guess, having intercourse, doing something with intercourse. And then they left. Then they come out. I heard the other door come out. I heard some silence in there. I heard breathing. I could smell heavy stench of fish with regards to what was going on in there. So when they went out, I took a minute and I slid the pocket door open and then slid the other pocket door closed like I was going in a shitter. And when I slid the other pocket door closed, I was overwhelmed with a stench of fish. I mean, like you cannot believe. Honestly, in, in my opinion, even today, if you thought you were marrying something like that that create, could create a stench like that, and you were married to it by, in a court of law, you have to be around it. It forces you. I mean, they're forcing you to stay with this person or pay. That's what a fucking marriage license is because it's forced by law and all that shit. The stench was overwhelming when I went in there. Now, when I went in there, I went in there like fucking, like uh, one of the persons, some detective show, whatever it would be on television, fucking uh, whatever show that would be. What was those early shows? And Nancy Drew. When I went in there, I inspected the fucking room out thoroughly, completely and thoroughly. On the floor of this bathroom, in our bathroom, the house that I came into after my mother married this man, there must have been 50 fucking pubic hairs. Pubic hairs laying all over the tile floor. There was just pubic hairs all over. There was a big wad of toilet tissue laying alongside the toilet, and I picked it up and smelled it. And because of the experience I have with the extensive amount of fucking I've done, I could see that this was wiped in someone's crotch. Maybe her crotch. Maybe it was wrapped around his fucking dick. I'm not sure, but it was, it was a, a cum rag. It was just flat out a cum rag. And it was that rag. It was a pubic hairs. Next to the toilet seat on the left side was clinging to the side of the toilet tank. Honest to God. This is when they wore, I guess they're wearing them again. Extremely long false eyelashes. And it was sticking to the side of the fucking toilet. This false eyelashes. Now, they had flushed the toilet. This is the truth, what I'm going to tell you. They had flushed the toilet when they were done. And though there was fresh water in the toilet tank in the bowl, there was a edge inside the bowl right where the water met, met, and it was red. It was a red water line, but the rest of the water was, was clear. And when I went down and looked at it, when I inspected it with my finger, it was clearly blood. So that means that blood was leaking out of her pussy. She was on her rag or something. And these two fucking animals went at it in our toilet during the fucking holidays. 
She was on her rag. There was a cum rag laying next to the toilet. The fucking seat was still hot. There was a cum rag laying there. There was all kinds of goddamn pubic hairs. A stench of fish was there like you cannot believe inside this. I mean, this had just gone down in the toilet in our fucking bathroom when I was 10 or 11 years old. And I was trying to piece it together like fucking Nancy Drew, some early detective show you'd see on TV in the 60s or 70s. I was trying to piece it together. Above the toilet was a shelf. Honest to God, the shelf. And there was some shelf hooks on it. Shelf things you put under a shelf to hold the shelf on. These these little clamps. Not clamps, but these brackets, I guess. Metal brackets. Now, there was hair hanging out of one of the metal brackets. A large gob of hair. And I can only think that she was taking a dick or something. Or he bent her over on a toilet afterward. I don't really know. And her hair snagged on this fucking shelf bracket. And it was hanging from the shelf. A hanging fucking hair, a bloodline, maybe she was on her fucking period, pubic hairs on the goddamn floor, a false eyelash laying there, a cum fucking rag, and it's not, there's even more than that. I had deduced all this stuff. Honest to God, I went in there and inspected it all because I didn't understand. I thought fucking was something to behold. I thought fucking was something mystical, something deep. Two people deeply in love. It's a man and a woman. It's the, it's the man and wife. It's this family. And I didn't think anything like this was possible. When I looked at the mirror, I could clearly see there was a woman's handprints on the fucking mirror just above the sink. The mirror was in front of the sink. It went down all the way to the sink. And I think she was fucking getting banged out. He was holding her legs like you'd hold them, you know, and bang. And he was banging her out from the rear. And her hands were against the mirror on this fucking sacred holiday in my goddamn house. She was in there getting a dick in her ass. She was in there with her fucking rag in her period. She was getting fingered out. She was taking a shit. They were doing something with the shit, I figured. It was an absolute fiasco. I mean, it really seriously seemed to impair me. For me to talk about it now means that I'm still impaired, still bothered by what had happened. Now, I left the door closed, the pocket door. I wasn't done investigating because what in my mind, I thought I saw a fucking crime scene. It felt like a crime scene. It didn't feel anything like a normal family. It didn't feel like people eating turkey and shit and saying pass the cranberry and there's an apple pie and a cherry pie out there and there's eggnog and there's music playing and all these nice people all cleaned up and sitting at a table. I thought that's what it was. When I went back out there, those two fucking people, the guy that blew up my BB gun, blew out the fucking seals and said it could take any pump amount, any amount of pressure, blew out the seals earlier that year or the year before, there they sat. There they sat like nothing went down. There he sat. She was looking at him. He was looking at her. You know, that newlywed shit, that first relationship shit. I get rid of that right away when I'm with a chick. I don't even do that at all. I treat him like I've been with him for a fucking year or two. And in that way, there's no fucking surprises. I don't want to sit around acting funny like that and goofy and fruity. I don't want that. But there they sat in a couch looking at each other holding her hand, laughing, acting like they were a part of the fucking family on this very sacred special holiday. Nothing had went down, but I knew what was going on. There was a bubbling fucking fistful of cum in her drawers. Her asshole was banged out. She obviously was bleeding or had become bleeding. I didn't understand a lot of that shit. Did his dick, was it so big when it went into her? Did it rip and tear shit, score the insides of her cunt or her asshole? I couldn't put any shit that together because when I looked at him sitting out there, 
They didn't look like anything happened. Wasn't a goddamn thing changed. Her face was normal. His face was normal. Her makeup was on. Their shirts weren't torn off. They weren't beat up. They weren't crying. They were completely normal. But what I saw in the toilet was a totally different thing. And I realized then that fucking is sort of a stealth art. It's a stealth art. It's not supposed to kill anybody. They're not supposed to come out of there with broken arms and mangled parts. They're supposed to come out. They experienced all these fucking carnal pleasures, but they still look normal. That's what you're supposed to do. This is how I start to piece it together. Well, I went back out there. They're talking. They're laughing. I saw that. They were all fitting in perfectly. There was nothing on the fucking floor when they walked out. And then I went back out through the bedroom, back to the toilet. The sliding pocket door facing them was still closed. And I kept inspecting, trying to understand this whole fucking thing. The thing about fucking, what was going on? This whole underworld that I had seen happen in the toilet at my house that I had learned my house. I saw this shit, man. I, I mean, I put the fort together. I put that fort together shitting and fucking in a treehouse in the woods. I thought it was something to slightly be ashamed of. You're out there, you're fucking, you got to break, and you can, you got to hide or there's going to be consequences. They did it in my fucking toilet, man. They did it in there. Should have seen the pubic hairs. Looked like they'd been torn out. The pubic hairs? Who wants that? I mean, who in the right fucking mind wants to be involved in some shit like that? Some kind of sex crime scene. I've never done nothing like that. Not at all. Chicks come to me. Chicks knock on my door. Chicks know what I want because I advertise it here. I don't want that. I don't want fucking 20, 30, 40 pubic hairs laying on the ground. You understand what pubic hairs are, fuckstick? A pubic hair keeps on growing because she's alive. She keeps feeding herself and the pubic hairs keep growing, just like the hairs on your head. But if she's been fucking a lot, she's been going on a lot, Dudes have been buying her meals, protein-based meals, carbohydrate-based meals. He's been buying her meals, and these meals have been helping grow her pubic hairs. It's all fucking twisted. The pubic hair is like a fucking tree ring. It's like a tree ring in her pants. These things could tell you, if they could talk, they'd tell you who bought them the food to grow that particular hair, or this hair, or that hair, or who bought the food that went down there. The hairs are thriving because she's getting fed pubic hairs laying the fuck everywhere in little white ends on them. I looked at the white end. I had a little magnifying glass. It had a compass on it, too. It's a magnifying glass. It's just a compass. And you can also use it as a fucking like a mini telescope, an emergency pair, not telescope, pair of binoculars. I had that, and I was inspecting the fucking white follicle that she'd called the follicle on the hairs. I was checking out the line of bloodline in there in the toilet, the cum rag. And the cum rag had fucking pubic hairs in it, not regular hairs, pubic hairs. They were wiping and sucking and fucking and shitting and orgasming in the fucking toilet. And you can survive that. I mean, you could live through that. You could except for the stench of the fish, the extreme fish smell. All I can figure is why a pussy smells that bad. Say a woman is walking in the fucking woods. She's walking in the woods. She can't survive anymore. She's gone more than three days without water. She can't survive. She was going to do all kinds of great shit, all kinds of nonsense. She's out in the fucking woods, and she starts to get sick, and her fucking pants come off, she's ripped them open, and then suddenly the stench of fish comes out that cunt. Now what happens is what? Grizzly bears show up, brown bears show up, wolverines show up, 
fucking skunks show up? Why? Because they're drawn in by the stench of that pussy. They think that's fucking mealtime, and they eat her up. That's why you only find a skeleton when a bitch has been in there. She's been eating at every possible animal in every possible way. That's what the fucking pussy, why the pussy smells like fucking fish. You should know that. It's an SOS. You got to be careful if it's highly active and you're in a wooded area in the upper peninsula of Michigan or some shit like that. You're in a dumpy fucking motel. You know that you could be in there fucking and a goddamn grizzly bear, a brown bear comes through that fucking door and will tear you apart and her apart because her pussy drew them in. Sort of the same kind of shit you hear when they try to deny that if a woman's heavily on a rag and she goes in the ocean, she could be cut in half by a great white. It's so fucking true, but that makes him sound like they're not like us. Not like you and I. Not a real fucking thing. They're just fucking bait, cunt bait for something. They can't have that, so they don't let you tell you the actual truth. It's the same fucking thing on the land. A grizzly bear, a brown bear, a wolverine. All kinds of shit will come into that room wanting to eat her cunt and kill her. They don't tell you those stories. If you knew how many fucking women were killed every year because of their pussy, because of it, you would shit your pants. I've got all kinds of algorithms, periodicals, dry erase boards. I got fucking information after information after piece of information collated, and I'm telling you, it's 100% true. Man, it was shocking. The whole thing was shocking to me. In a toilet, what goes on in a toilet with a man and a woman. This is that fuck that blew my seal out. Now he's in there blowing her fucking seals out. He blew the seal out in my fucking big BB gun. I think it was a Crossman. C-R-O-S-S-M-A-N. I think it was a Crossman BB gun. He was in there fucking and sucking. She was in there sucking. She was taking 10, 12 inches up the crapper. What's that song I like to sing? 18 inches up your crapper. Don't you look mighty dapper. She's in there taking that. How can a woman do all this shit, then walk around? And this is, I'm still having trouble with this. She does all this shit, then she's some supervisor in some fucking company, some business somewhere, and you're in there, and she's walking around like she has a right to walk around. Man, she just took 10 or 12 inches. She fucked and sucked all night. She was 69ing fucking su Toby down a goddamn street all night long. And there she is now acting like she's got dignity. How can you have dignity when you've gone that goddamn low? This happened during the holidays. And I, I don't know why I wasn't even going to talk about this. This happened during the holidays. I still can't get it out of my head. I once worked at Radio Shack when I was a fucking kid. You know, I sold somebody a blood pressure tester cuff, a blood pressure test kit, blood pressure thing. It was a cuff. And it was on spiff. They called them spiffs, the special incentive fucking pricing. And I think I made $20 on this goddamn thing because nobody and her brother wanted it. There it sat on a spiff table. And if you could sell anything on a spiff table, you made all kinds of money. You could make $60, $80, sell any piece of junk on there because they wanted to get rid of it. I sold this fucker one of these blood pressure cuffs, some old dude who came in, and I sort of felt bad. It came back the next day, and he said his wife said he don't have high blood pressure. And what was he doing with a blood pressure cuff? I never forgot that and always felt bad about that. I went into a radio shack, when the one of the last fuckers that were ever open. I don't know where it was, Detroit, Michigan or something. And the guy said, you should let that go, Norm. That was the manager. He's right. But why did I sell him the blood pressure tester thing? He didn't have high blood pressure. I told other people in that story, they said, well, he was going to have it. You just gave it to him in advance. You should be thankful. You helped him. You're like a psychic on blood pressure. I've had everything there was there. Just a fucking really 
set myself out and think, I'm a very honest, honest person. I'm going to go to heaven. I've told the truth. I shouldn't have done that with him for a fucking spiff. I'm just going to use the $20 on a box of fucking Magnum rubbers anyways and stick my cock in some chick's mouth who comes in here and wants to bang me out. I used to have that all the time happen when I was at Radio Shack. I was so good looking. Honest to God. Had some blonde girl used to come over to my place all the time on a fucking bicycle. The best looking bitch you ever saw in the whole back room was empty. We had big bags of fucking salt in the back for the fucking customers in the sidewalk. Big bags. I mean, two of them laid end to end was a bed. I used to imagine fucking this chick. She'd come back there and sit with me while I'm eating my sandwich. Or I went to Little Caesars and had one of their special sandwiches. I used to see her and my lips would quiver my eyes. I couldn't fucking think as I'm sitting there because she drove in on her fucking bicycle, her free spirit 10-speed bicycle. I don't even want to get started on that. This is a completely, entirely different thing. And had one chick after another come in there wanting to fuck me. You know, they sell D batteries. That's all I ever sold at Radio Shack when it was open. D batteries, they're gigantic. Nobody uses D batteries for nothing, not even today, but they're still for, available for sale everywhere. And they sell like crazy, like $29.2 billion in D battery sales because they go into dildos. I think I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> I got this little plate in here. Excuse me. Little plate in here. Guy told me, it's got Cher Bono's name carved in the bottom. Guy told me the fucking Salvation Army was once owned by Cher Bono. It's got a picture of an elephant on it. It's all carved into the brass, and it's got all kinds of burn marks on it because it was used for fucking dope. I just was pulling it up to me because I got a couple lines on it. I was going to toot them right now, and I sneezed all over the fucking place. I put those on there. I got some fucking blotter acid on here. I got some weed on here, all kinds of shit pre-roll in case of emergency if i start shaking or shit or the world's ending i don't want to have to fucking roll anything i just want to smoke it down grab it and smoke cheap ass pre-roll no thc whatsoever i want to talk about something and i thought about how i could talk about this because it is the holidays i'm going to kind of move on here it is the holidays and i have to talk about this appropriately I have to have some couth, some class, some dignity, some kind of, some kind of Mr. Clean delivery that I can get this out because of you, because I know what my audience is. I have to be careful. So up here, in, I live in upper northern Michigan on a hundred acres. It's a fucking two thirds of a mile down a dirt driveway just to get to my house. And from that dirt driveway is a little tiny two lane highway that you have to take to another highway to get somewhere else. I'm literally in the middle of nowhere. But because I got a fucking 15.5 pound dick, it's so big. And I advertise that in this recording. I get chicks all the time coming up here wanting to fuck me, wanting to suck a hip, what do you call it? Hip and lip action, wanting to fucking suck. And that's okay. I like that. I mean, they come to me. They come to me because they know they're going to be making love to a real fucking man, not a bunch of goddamn games. They come in, I slap them in the face, I throw them across a goddamn room, I got this mushroom fucking table, it's just like a mushroom, I bend them over and I bang them out from the rear with my 15.5 pound dick, and then we smoke reefer all goddamn night and we watch reruns of Mary Tyler Moore while I'm fucking them. This is what a chick really wants, no matter what they tell you. So I'm up here on the 100 acres. And I read some time ago, I don't know, a week ago, 10 days ago, 
that they're going to start selling Christmas trees. You can buy them. Christmas trees, they're $5 for Christmas trees. Now, how are they $5 for Christmas trees? Well, it's the they're selling the Christmas trees. You can go in and cut them, just like some kind of movie you might see. You can go into the, into the woods. I think it's the Pigeon River uh, Country so the Pigeon River Country State Forest. That's up here in upper northern Michigan. It's a 110,000 acre forest, if you can imagine that. They call it the Big Wild. It's gigantic. I mean, there's fucking elk herds here. Can you imagine elk herds? I mean, are there any elk herds by you? No. It's the Pigeon River Country State Forest. I have trouble with it. It's so goddamn long. 110,000 acres of fucking remoteness. Hemingway said it was one of the best forests he's ever been, the best, I guess he said, he's ever been to. Nothing like it on the, in the United States. Or maybe elsewhere, he said. They call it the Big Wild. And the elk alone would make it worthwhile going there. It's around Gaylord. Now, they were giving away. Here's how it worked. They said anybody who wanted to come there, because the forest is so vast, and they wanted to draw people up there, I guess, because it's so remote. You could cut a Christmas tree down for $5. $5, you go into the Pigeon River Country State Forest, and you cut down a Christmas tree, and you have to wait in line. You have to wait in line where they're allowing it to happen. They told you where to go, but you'd only have to pay 5 bucks, and you get your Christmas tree for free, and you could cut it down out of an actual forest. And I thought, that sounds very interesting. Nothing more than even the elk herds. I mean, who doesn't like elk? Elk herds? You have elk herds where you're at? No. That's the kind of place Michigan is. We've got mountains, rivers, streams, lagoons, creeks, brooks, sand dunes. We've got mountains way up in the UP, Upper Peninsula. There's actually mountains there. You can go there. The, the Porkies or something they call them, the Porky Mountains. We have all this shit in Michigan. But please don't come to my house Unless you're a good-looking bitch. I don't want no chick with curbs. I don't want no fucking minority. Minorities bring in minorities. I can't endure that. I just want a size three or five and some redhead from fucking Ireland who's been who's been politically fucking kept in Ireland the wrong way. She hasn't developed exactly right. She's got some anger, some angst in her. I want this big, white-globed Irish woman with this white skin and all these fucking freckles and these orange eyes and this orange fucking hair, I want her. She can come here. I don't want anything else. Unless you're a size three or five with big real tits and you don't have a gigantic ass. I don't like that. Nobody likes that. Gigantic ass now? Fucking all kinds of medical bills later and I'll be responsible for that. I have to walk around with that. I don't want that. So the Pigeon River fucking country state forest 110,000 acres in the Upper Peninsula, not the Upper Peninsula, Upper Northern Michigan. Not the Upper Peninsula. I beseech you, please don't go up there. You're not skilled enough. You can't go up there. You won't like it. If you find a McDonald's up there, it'll have 2,000 flies on it, and they'll all be sticking on the fucking window like the Amityville whore, and there'll be some chick behind the counter with no goddamn teeth. Yeah, she'll fuck you. No problem. I've had I've no problem there whatsoever. But who wants to live? Who wants to be submerged in that for any length of time? Nobody. You'll find little mom-and-pop stores with a 14-year-old running a cash register who fucking looks real good. And she's in, man. She's all in. That's what you'll find up there. Piles of wood for sale, all kinds of wood, piles of coal for sale. A lot of people still burn coal up there. It's the kind of place it is. Don't go up there. Don't don't say I didn't tell you, fuckstick. So they have this big sale, this Christmas tree sale, and I think, yeah, 
I like that. Maybe I'll see some elk. I'll stand in line. I like the community feel. I like everybody standing in line to get the tree. It's only $5. I'll get the Christmas tree. I'll bring it back. I'll decorate it. Maybe I'll have a couple bitches here. I have no problem with that. Got this chick that just called me, and you wouldn't believe it if you saw her. You just wouldn't believe it. Called me up, said she wants to ride my fucking baloney pony and all that shit. We just talk that way. We're straight out with each other. I mean, that's what life is about. Life is about fucking. There's nothing more. Every stupid thing you do is so that you can get it pussy, that you might get hooked up with pussy, that you might get fucked, that you might impress some chick, you might get pussy. It's only about pussy. That's all there is. Pussy. That's it. Even when you're dead, you're laying in a fucking cemetery. All the chicks are high up on the fucking mountain in a cemetery, high up on the hill, and their juices are all melting. She's decaying. All that pussy juice is coming down and soaking you. You'll never be free from it, so try to figure a way to live around it, live with it. But be careful. Always be careful. So I say to myself, I'm going to go to this fucking thing. I'm going to get me some Christmas trees, maybe one, maybe two. Maybe if there's some bitches there and they see me, I'll cut down a couple more trees. I'll act like I need three or four fucking trees. I'll just keep on fucking cutting because there's so much pussy out here. Now, the pussy in upper northern Michigan is different. You don't have to do a lot of work for it. You don't have to do much of anything for it. You can take her to fucking Cooter's place and buy her a cheese sandwich or buy her a fucking roast beef sandwich or something like that. No problem. Tell her to come on over. You got a fireplace. They like that kind of shit. Spin them around your goddamn room by a ponytail. I like doing shit like that all the time. I've told you about it. So I, I load up. I hardly ever drive. Hardly ever. I walk everywhere here. There's a mom and pop store not far from here. I had sex with their daughter. I didn't actually pump her, but I had sex with her. Mom and dad were gone. She put the clothes sign in front of the store, C-L-O-S-E-D, and we just did everything you could imagine. I was whacking her off. Her head broke a mirror, but pushed into this mirror. I was whacking her off. We're practically fucking between the aisles of this mom and pop little grocery store, between the aisles. Just just, just tremendous. I mean, these are fucking memories. What memories do you have? Working at the screw machine factory on Grossbeck Highway? Hey, we're going to give you time and a half for a big fucking deal. Big time and a half. Whoever remembers the goddamn serial numbers on a dollar bill? No one. Who remembers the last time you got fucked, sucked, and licked out in a rim job? Everyone. So... I load up the car, I take kind of a mini picnic basket, and in that mini picnic basket, I got coffee with peppermint schnapps in it, I got my fucking, uh, my little flask that I have, looks like a sandwich with a bite out of it, I put bourbon in that, I got some pre-rolls, I got some pinconning paralyzer, which is 97% THC, I got a bunch of rolling papers, I even take my fucking pocket pussy, I don't know why I would want that, I take the pocket pussy because, and I put that in the glove box. The pocket pussy is a thing you plug into your 12-volt accessory port. They used to be cigarette lighters. You plug that into there, and you put it over your cock, and it's like there's a chick in there. She's giving you a head while you're driving to get your Christmas tree, and it's even got, it's according to the directions I have, these are actual fucking South Korean pubic hairs. South and maybe North Korean actual pubic hairs taken from chicks' pussies. I told you pussies itself and the hair are valuable. Been hunting for pussy scalps up here non-stop. I'm on a lead to another cache of pussy scalps. They're like five grand a piece. Indians used to scalp some white bitch's pussy, and who wouldn't want that? 
14-year-old chick with creamy skin and big goddamn jugs and long blonde hair and blue eyes, and there she sits and some Indian scalps at cunt scalp? You wouldn't want that? Course you would. Course you would. Course anyone would. Wouldn't they? Fuckwad. Could you excuse me just for a sec? Somebody's at the door. A little bit of trouble. They're up here. <coughs> Scalps. And I've been on that. <coughs> I'm going to find a fucking treasure chest full. Something on a fucking Captain Hook's fucking treasure. A box that big filled with pussy scalps, beautifully layered to the top of the box. I'm going to find it because I live where they used to scalp fucking chicks' pussies. Indians did. Lived in the woods here. So I load up the car. And I head over to fucking the Pigeon River Country State Forest. 110,000 acres, 115,000 acres of fucking woods. They call it the fucking big, the big wild, I believe. And elk herds are everywhere. It's like Montana, only it's better. And you're surrounded by three great lakes. We're like on a little fucking island here. We can't get off of it. We can't drive off it to the left, to the right, up. We could go through the Upper Peninsula and drive fucking seven hours over to Wisconsin and get out of the state. But we're surrounded. We're locked in by water, unlike you. And what does that water do? That water moisturizes us. It comes off the fucking lakes. It moisturizes our skin. We're so soft and supple. We don't age like other people because we live inside a fucking automatic humidifier, like humidifying our skin. Just had a hiccup. Humidifying our skin. We're, we're different than the rest of the states in some dry fucking area with nothing around it but another state. We're humidified. We got lake breezes coming off the water. We can smell the freshness. We can smell all kinds of stuff. The history, the depth, the magic that's coming off the lakes of the ships that once we're on it and it's coming in. We're taking it in. We are walking bipedal fucking history things here in Michigan. No, not if you're a Chaldean or some shit like that. If you're some Chaldean, you're coming up here, you're fucking gaggle of Hispanics or some Chicanos, you come up. It doesn't really apply to them. So I'm sorry about that. So I drive the car. And as I drive the car, I'm walking, I'm driving the car to get to the fucking Pigeon River fucking country state forest. And it gives you all the directions. You can get your Christmas tree. Now, as I'm driving, honest to God, I see the best-looking chick, one of them I've ever seen, hitchhiking. Now, when the chick hitchhikes, this is no shit. As a chick is hitchhiking, they're already knowing they're going to fuck you. You probably don't know that. That's the bonus. She's hitchhiking. She maybe doesn't have a car. She's maybe had hardship. She's walking on the road. And the reason they're going to fuck you and they're going to fuck you if you pick them up as a hitchhiker is because... They're walking on the road, their foots, their steps are uneven, they're walking on rocks, they drop into holes, they're walking and moving their legs, and that pussy comes on and starts to lubricate that crotch because it says, I better help her move and get her somewhere, so I better lubricate her fucking snatch. And all those vibrations come up her leg, she's turned on, man. All she wants is fucking width and girth and depth, that's all they want. I see her up ahead. Unfortunately... 
I don't get a chance to fucking pull over and pick her up because some asshole just in front of me picks her up before I get a chance to pick her up. So I couldn't pick her up just as well. Generally, I end up fucking trying to get rid of them. I get scared. I pull into some store. I zigzag or do the alligator through the store. She's behind me. I try to get rid of her. I dump her. I do the alligator. I run. I go out the back door, get in my car, and peel the fuck out. I once took off from a bitch that was hitchhiking. I was so afraid of her that when I took off, I tore the, I tore the whole rear end out the fucking car. This is not a lie. The whole fucking back differential came off. The springs were on it. The fucking springs, the shocks, the whole back end ripped out. It was an older car. Just ripped the fuck out, and I was sort of sliding down the road, and luckily I slid enough momentum, enough inertia, that I could go into this dirt road, and I did, and I pulled into there. The little rocks acted like wheels. Just to get the fuck away from her, I tore the whole rear end out. They looked so good at first. But then they start to look not so good as, as the time ticks on. So I just kept on driving. I thought, fucking A, man. At least I got my pocket pussy. There it is. There's the pocket pussy. There's the accessory board. I could get myself off right now, fruit. So I get to the place you're supposed to go, the Pigeon River Country State Forest. I get there, 110,000 acres of fucking elk country. Hemingway said it's one of the best forests he's ever, or the best forest he's ever seen. Elk herds every fucking way, every place you could imagine. When I get in town to where I'm going, I see all kinds of elk heads. There's elk heads all over the fucking place. Giant pictures of elks, giant pictures of fucking mountains, giant pictures of fucking rivers and streams. And it says, welcome to fucking the Pigeon River Country State Forest. And they're waving at you. There's a dude that looks like Paul Bunyan. His arm is automated and it's moving back and forth. And I'm pretty excited. So I parked the car. I'm able to find a spot. Man, the line to get to the front of the line where they let you into the forest so you can cut your tree down, is just gigantic. When I finally find a spot, I find it, this little tiny diner, this cafe, whatever, Three Sisters Cafe, I think it was called. When I find a cafe, I find a spot in the back, and I put my car there. And as I'm coming out, a woman comes running out of things and says, you can't park your car there, man. This thing's driving us crazy, this fucking $5 Christmas tree shit. And I said, oh, you can't park there? Now, then she sees me. She sees your correspondent. And she can tell I got 15.5 pounds of dick. Why? Why can she sense this? Because my balls are as big as tennis balls, and there's a lot of cum in there. And all kinds of odors are being exuded, exuded, are being sent out of my balls and went past my pants and out my panties and into the fucking air. And this goddamn lady could smell the size of my dick. That's her job. That's why they were put here. They're put here for that. They, they can, they have these senses. She can smell my dick, then she says, Oh, you're getting a Christmas tree? I said, yeah, I came kind of a far away and uh, wanted to get a tree and thought it was a kind of a cool thing. I said, I will stop back in the cafe here and get something to eat, though I promise you that. She says, that's okay, honey. You leave your car there. When she said, that's okay, honey, I already knew I was in. I might have been getting fucked in the back room in the ladies' room. What's that song? I might have been in fucking in Three Sisters getting my dick blown, getting a rim job there. You see, there's a rim job, there's a blow job, there's a head job, there's a 69 on every fucking two, three feet that you walk on this planet. It's there. You have to be able to see it. I can see it. You have to be open for this shit to happen, and then it will happen. When I walk around, they know that I'll eat them out. Maybe if I'm wasted on a fucking 
on heroin or some shit like that, or I can't smell the pussy, or I can't comprehend and I'm going to lose my voice box, that I'm going to get cancer in my throat because I ate some slut out. I I have to be wasted to do that. Then the next two, three weeks afterward, if I can remember it, I panic and think, my voice box is gone. It's going to be cut the fuck out. I'll never speak again. What the hell did I do? I want to find her. I want to cut her in half. This is when you got your senses back. So the line is way out. I mean, it weaves all over, goes into the woods, goes into this pocket of woods, out the pocket of woods, down a little dirt road, and up this fucking, up this little, like, trail. I'm the last one I get in the trail. As I'm standing there, maybe 10 minutes go by, I light up some marijuana, and I also have marijuana that I mix with chewing tobacco, and I use that. Light the marijuana up. Now, as soon as I do that, must have been 15 chicks that were standing in fucking line in front of me. They're all facing me. The dope is the key. The dope and the dick. And if you're good looking, you even got it better off. Must have been 15 chicks look my way. Fuck the Christmas trees. I don't give a fuck about the tree. I care about their tree. Their big tits shaking as I'm slamming them the fuck out. Their big fucking ornaments. That's what I care about. You can say, yeah, that's that's deep, Norm. That's uh, kind of shallow. Isn't there more than that? Not really. Fucking time goes by in two minutes. What the fuck does it really matter? If you don't die of cancer and leukemia or some other shit, something else will get you. It goes so fucking fast. So, lady behind me looks behind me. She said, can I have a hit of that? I said, sure, go ahead. She said, what else you got? I said, what do you want? I said, I got bladder acid. I got fucking heroin. I got all kinds of shit. What do you want? And she said, yeah, that's that's great. You know, I was going to cut down a Christmas tree. I said, do you have a a saw or something like that? No, she says, they'll rent them or you can pay extra and a guy will walk out there with you and help you. She said, I thought I might do something like that. I can feel immediately that she wants to hump me. And it's the truth because when she turned towards me, you have to be aware of this shit. When she turned towards me as she's standing in line, fucking Pigeon River, fucking Country State Forest, as she's standing in line, 110,000 acres. I mean, it's like we're in another world, like we're in a twilight zone of woods. And elk herds and all kinds of shit as she's standing there and she turns towards me with these tight jeans on, the whole insides of her thighs are wet. Why is it wet? Because she saw your correspondent, Norm fucking Augustinus. She saw me, she got turned on, her glands down there, her vagina got flushed with all kinds of blood, her nipples are rock fucking hard, her orbs are just spinning wanting to be touched by me, by a man, begging for the touch of a fucking man, and her juices are going down her legs. I'm going to tell you a product here, and it's a product that I, I don't, I'm not advertising it, I'm not advertising this product. There's no point in me to advertise a product. I'm not, I don't advertise a product. But I'm going to tell you about a product here that is so unbelievable, and I've only used it once, maybe twice before. A product for this situation, a situation like this, especially it's the holidays and stuff like that. People are all inflated and happy. They might get a day off from work or some shit like that. Maybe they're getting a Christmas bonus or some kind of gift like that, a monetary gift. Luckily for me, I brought something along. And the something is called fuck. This is not a joke by me. I'm not making a joke. It's not nothing like that. The package is called fuck. It's F period, U period, C period, K period. And on the package, it's called fuck. Now, what is fuck? I brought this along with me. Well, it's a can. 
It's a can like the size of a say you got a can of of whipped cream and you went to the supermarket, the grocery store, uh, Bob's or whatever the fuck it's called, Kroger, wherever you, wherever you are. It's the size of a can of whipped cream. It's pressurized and there's a special chemical in it. Now on the can is written the words fuck. And what is what does it mean, fuck? Well, here's what the words fuck mean on this can. I have to tell you this because I have to tell you where we're going to go from here. On the can are the words fuck. And the first word stands for foldable. The second fucking word stands for unpretentious. So it's foldable, unpretentious. The C stands for cunt. And the K stands for camp. They spelled camp with a K. So the the can of liquid I'm talking about, spray can, is called fuck. The first letter is foldable. The second letter, that's for F. The second letter is U, that's for unpretentious. The third letter is C, that's for cunt. The fourth letter is K, that's for camp. Though they spelled it with a K, it's supposed to be spelled with a C. Now also written on it is, uh, fuck it when you find it. That's what's written on it. It's the logo of the thing. You can find this spray can maybe in your area. I don't know. And I had it sent to me. I had a, a pack of six cans sent to me. Now what is it? Well, it's this. Say there's a chicken line and you're waiting to buy a Christmas tree for five fucking dollars at the Pigeon River fucking country state forest, 110,000 acres and elks and all kinds of shit and Hemingway and all kinds of bitches standing in line. Say you're in a situation like that and this chick's on fire. She wants your cock desperately. She wants all 15.5 pounds of my dick hammered into her hole. She wants that. I could tell by her eyes. They're dilated. I can tell by looking at her chest. It's all flushed up. Dilated eyes, flushed chest, fucking perspiration above her top lip, all kinds of wet stains in the inside of her fucking thighs. Sometimes she sort of slips because she can't hold herself up anymore because her seam's so wet that it's like lubricated and she might fucking fall, can't keep herself steady. That's where you take out, I had it in my backpack, your can of fuck. You have a can of fuck. I don't know what the can of fuck goes for. F-U-C-K. Foldable unpretentious cunt camp you take out your fucking can of fuck fuck it when you find it that's their fucking that's their slogan you take out your can of fuck you take her put your arm on her back wherever you want to hold her hold her chicks like to be held and touched once you touch them or they touch you it's fucking time you move her out of the line and when you move her out of the line you hold the can of fuck above your head and this is true it's some special chemical some special polymer latex chemical that bonds and it explains what it is on the back of the can you pull her aside you hold the can above your head and you spray the can it shoots this big glob above you and it comes down like a fucking umbrella and will cover the both of you it comes down like an umbrella and then like seven seconds later six seconds it gels up it hardens up and it feels like a plastic thing it's the strangest thing feels plastic and now you're inside this thing, you and her, her and her and you, her and I, are inside this thing, and we're we're not visible to anyone anymore, but we're inside it only near the line, alongside the line, and you can lay down and you can start fucking, you can eat them out, rim jobs, she can blow you, sixty nine, come going everywhere, sitting on the face, all that shit happens inside if you have a can of fuck, but you need a can of fuck. The foldable fucking unpretentious cunt camp. It's in a fucking can. I don't, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And one can will allow you to have up to 12 fucks. 
actual interactions, actual interludes, whatever, whatever bit you're at. You could be in a restaurant and pull out your can of fuck, and you could fuck right there inside the fucking restaurant, and no one will see you. Now, the can of fuck doesn't last long. I mean, the can, the can of doesn't last when it's been sprayed up. It lasts about a half hour, 20 minutes, till the wind takes it apart, it breaks apart. It just looks like pieces of something floating in the air going by, like junk. But you got about 20 minutes to get your load blown, to pack your fucking two fistfuls of cum into that cunt, two fistfuls of cum into that mouth, to pack your cum into her hair, to pack your cum into her ears, to take her from the rear and pack her back door with fucking all kinds of cum. You're in there banging out. No one can see you. I think it's scented, too. So it doesn't affect people in the area, and they think, isn't that cool? Look at that thing. Some kind of floaty thing that's scented, like an air freshener or something for the holidays. They think that. But what it is is a can of fuck, and you can get you can get pussy all the time. You have privacy right there on the spot. It's not like a tent. I tried it for ice fishing. I thought, how long will it last for ice fishing? Could I go out there? If I didn't have my shanty up, can I go out there and use a can of fuck and ice fish? blows away after about 20 minutes. It's not so good. But that's what I did. Took her out of line. I had to take her fucking jeans off. And the whole inside of her jeans where her pussy juice was, was coming apart. As I tugged at her pants, I somehow hit that area. My fingers went right through the fucking jean fabric. Because that's what pussy just does. Juice. It breaks down anything there. Wants to kill all the germs on your bud before you jam it in your fuck hole. But man, it was a, it was great. And uh, it it didn't happen just once. It happened until I ran out of the can of fuck. It just, I fucked again and again and again. And you can say, you can't fuck that much, Norm. Yes, I can. I can meter the cum because my balls are so big, my dick is so big. I can meter the amount of cum and leave cum a reservoir in my sack so that I can save the cum for more than one use, one fucking blow up or blow out and the thing goes off. I can do that again and again. Because I'm skilled, because I've learned shit throughout my life, and I'm trying to help you learn. You learn stuff too, fuckstick. But I use the whole can up. When I was done with a can of fuck, their slogan is, fuck it when you find it, and that's what I advise you. When I was done with a can of fuck, I just threw it in the side of the goddamn woods there. Someone else can find a can of fuck. They'll see that. I know that's irresponsible, but I was getting weak at that point. I was getting to the front of the line at that point. I wanted to get my fucking tree. And you know, when I got up there and I was even out of a can of fuck, it didn't matter. I could have been whacked off in front of everybody because that's the kind of charisma I have. That's the kind of power I have, the potential I have. That's the kind of charisma, the magic that I possess that you don't. And that's why you're here listening to this, fuckstick. Hang on, will you? I gotta go, fuckwad. Joyed myself with you. Here at the big clock. Merry Christmas, fuckstick. You've been listening to the one and only... My dick is enormous. There is no escape. Oh. 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 Oh.
We meet at the big clock. In cyberspace, it's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall. Brown bricks. Tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange-colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen, or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace, where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Jeannie, I have filled all the Christmas ornaments hanging on your folks' Christmas tree with my cum. If you get horny for me while you and your family opens Christmas presents, simply grab an ornament off the Christmas tree and put it to your full red lips and drink my cum. Though I am not actually in the room, my load will line your throat 
and keep your luscious tummy warm. Additionally, I have drilled out the inside of your parents' artificial Christmas tree trunk and filled it with my cum also. You must remove the artificial pine tree branches from your folks' Christmas tree and then tilt up the Christmas tree trunk and drink my cum. Do not forget to remove the cork or my cum will not flow out of the Christmas tree. Jeannie, I have placed a stun grenade in one of the Christmas presents under your folks' Christmas tree. When one of your sisters opens the box, the stun grenade will explode and your sexy sisters will be knocked out, at which point I will hump them and hump you too. Love, Norman. P.S. If your mom is also knocked out, I will go down on her. Merry Christmas, Jeannie, and Happy New Year. Shoppers, this is Baloney Pony, your store manager. Right now at the front of the store, we have on sale 12 packs of live Vietnam-era stun grenades. You can have it all. Just pull the pin. Additionally, we have a crate full of 1960s-era anal expanders. These anal expanders were found on the very grounds where the Woodstock concert was held. Each anal expander comes with a certificate of authenticity guaranteeing that the human fecal matter atop these anal expanders is indeed genuine 60s shit. We also have a 1960s-era mood ring streaked with shit also. Thank you for shopping at your neighborhood Salvation Army store. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That is all. Fuck! Ah! 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 Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.